folks, just a quick little mini-sode here for you. Today we're talking to Casey Flynn, who is currently running a Kickstarter of adventuring for their book, Adventuring Without a Permit, number one. Uh, Casey is a comic book writer and also a DM for Everyone Dice, which is a weekly uh, D&D stream. How's it going, Casey? (laughs) Hi. Uh, Going well, uh, all things considered, uh, you know running a Kickstarter and doing uh, session planning for D&D, uh, chaos ensues. <laughs> How about you guys? Doing all right. I think I'm good. I'm tired. Uh, as I mentioned before, this is my like, this weekend was my first day off in like, or first days off in 12 days. So I'm, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I need some time. I need some time to relax and I've had it. I went and got, I went and saw Shang-Chi. It was awesome. Um, jealous don't tell me anything about it i want to go see it i will only tell you that it was good (laughs) or at least i thought it was good um uh what else i've got a new campaign that was supposed to start on tuesday but has been pushed back but you know these things happen yeah people have lives and whatnot (laughs) it is true so this kickstarter adventuring without a permit um yeah can you like I guess the first question is, um, what's where? Where did this come from? Is this from like a, a web comic series that's been going, or is this uh, just a project that you're uh, taking part in? Um, so it is uh, not a web comic. Um, it is uh, sort of an idea that I've been fiddling with for a little while, um, and it kind of came about my love of Dungeons and Dragons and my loathing of uh, complicated bureaucracy. <laughs> okay, I'm with you so far. Yeah, I figured uh, we can, you know, there we can mesh these two together. You know, there's a peanut butter chocolate situation going on. <laughs> so I think to, to start, can you tell us what uh, the comic is about? Yeah, um, so the comic takes place in a world where becoming an adventurer is not a simple task. There are countless amounts of forms you have to fill out. There are fees and that you need to pay to both, you know, insurance and the, like a lot of uh, legalese, a lot of red tape. Um, and it follows uh, four individuals who are trying to gather up the last bit of money they need to pay for their professional adventuring license, which will let them legally go out and adventure uh, without raising the ire of the town guard. I I was going to say, I was going to ask, like, was there an inspiration from something like Terry Gilliam's Brazil or um, there's a scene in uh, Jupiter Sending, uh, the, the sequence where they're trying to get the... I can't remember what they call it, but they have to go through a bunch of uh, bureaucracy and Terry Gilliam actually shows up in that sequence. But uh, I just, I was thinking about it, but I realized at a, at a certain point when you have enough bureaucracy, it all turns into that anyways. So Yeah, um, but you hit the nail on the head there, Sean. Um, it it 100% uh, is inspired by uh, Brazil, which is um, a, a favorite movie of mine. I, I watched it very young and was like, this is so weird and wild and I love everything going on here. 
Um, and yeah, I really did like that scene in Jupiter Ascending where I think they're, yeah, they're trying to get something past. And I was just like, oh, like, what if there was this level of complex bureaucracy in a D&D game? And I was like, well, first of all, that would not be fun at all for anyone to play. Um, so I was like, well, let's tell a story this way. And, uh, you know, Adventuring Without a Permit was uh, was sort of born. Now I'm just imagining an entire plane that is the bureaucratic plane. <laughs> and um, it's giving me a headache just thinking about it. Um, I, I had a question, Casey, because I've yeah. I've gone through your like the page for the Kickstarter a couple of times, and oh. uh, maybe this is just uh, like kind of a framing to introduce the characters. But is Ember a thing in this world? Um, as of now, like as of currently, it is not. But I am thinking that it might be because. So that was an idea that um, our editor, Heather, Heather, uh, Heather Timms, uh, put together because we were like, oh, we want to do this promotional image. And she was like, well, what if um, we did sort of like a Tinder profile for them? And I was like, that's amazing. And she came up with this mock-up and came up with Ember. And I was like, that's brilliant. We're using that 100%. So um, there might be a little cameo of uh, like an Ember shop where you go and like um i mean you might remember them because because we're all uh older um but like dating um like services where you would like record a video and give it in to to a service and then you could get videos of like potential matches that's sort of i guess the vibe we might go with for ember Back, so, back in the heady days of VHS. Yes, yes, yeah. the heady days of VHS. Back before probably any of us were actually dating, but yes, during but, the time we were young enough to see it on TV. But yeah, I saw it a lot on TV, and I was like, okay, I guess that's a thing that happened. If, if it's on TV, it must be real, right? I and it's 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 I find it kind of strange how like I'm fine with internet dating. I've done it before, but. Something about the idea of VHS dating just seems yeah. so sad. It, there's a le- level of like, well, yeah, it, like you said, sad. It's just like, but yeah, it's it's weird because it is essentially the same thing as internet dating, just smaller pool. But um, enough about the, uh, the what's surrounding the characters that you've got on your Kickstarter page. Can you tell us about the characters themselves uh, that are up on the page? Sure. Um, let me bring up the Kickstarter right now, and I'll go through them um, from the top down. Uh, right. So uh, the first one at the top is Bairn. He is a dwarven druid. Um, he's a naturalist. He enjoys being nude. Uh, but um, has acquiesced to the fact that um, towns don't appreciate that, so he adopts a like a little bush, uh, almost like a bush diaper. Um, he is kind of um, aloof, but very wise, uh, and he's been a lot of fun to write. Uh, as has the next uh, gentleman, uh, Mr. Laz, who is a dragonkin paladin, uh, and he is a champion of breakfast. Uh, and the reason for that is 
anytime uh, he charges into a situation with his weapon, which is a giant spoon, uh, <laughs> he will shout the phrase, by the light of a balanced breakfast. Um, and if we get funded and we get to do an issue two, the issue two is going to open with Laz sort of giving a brief explanation to one of the other characters what he means by all this. So questions will get answered if we get funded. <laughs> um, after that is uh, Mina, who is um, a character that I have really enjoyed. They are um, a fell spawn, which is basically a, a tiefling, but you know, legally you can't say tiefling. Um, and a uh, everything else is a mystery on uh, Mina. Uh, on on her profile for a very specific reason. Uh, she doesn't really tell anyone anything about her. She's very sassy, maybe sorceress, but she uses daggers, so maybe a rogue. Uh, she's been a lot of fun and is kind of the, um, uh, like the sarcastic member of the, tr of the, uh, the initial trio, because it starts out with the three of them, and then they are introduced to the final member of the group, who is Sammy, who is a human fighter uh, and the sort of main character of this first initial arc. Um, they are brand new to the world of adventuring, so they get to experience all the complex bureaucratical like mumbo jumbo and get confused and like just annoyed by all of that uh, before they meet the main characters and get sort of swept up in this adventure. Um, and um, there are some things about Sammy that are uh, currently uh, hidden on their profile, uh, as you can see on their Ember profile. Um, and uh, we might learn more about them should we get funded. <laughs> I... I love the designs for all of the characters, but I think the one that just stands out a little bit to me is uh, Baron. Uh, I'm getting some definite Steven Universe vibes. I just, I love his whole character. Yeah. Um, so the artist on the project is Sam Owen. Um, he is incredibly talented and I am very lucky to be working with him. Um, when I initially conceived of this project, I didn't necessarily have an art style in mind. And I, I was talking to Sam about it and he was like, yeah, I like this idea. We can, we can definitely do something with this. And he sent me some, some mock-up pages that he was, he was doing. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is the project right here. It was a, like a situation of, you know, he came up with the art and it was like, now it's complete. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. lucky to be working with him. Um, yeah. And I'll say not, not only is his art just excellent, but one of the, one of the pledge levels, I think mm -hmm. a limited quantity allows you to get a commission from Sam. Yes. So... Uh, we initially had five of those, uh, but two have been snapped up or three have been snapped up actually, uh, as I look. So we've only got two left of those. So, um, and his art style, uh, while it does look very um, uh, cartoonish for this, uh, his art style 
varies, and um, you know he'll he'll kind of go with whatever you might uh, you might be vibing with at the time. So um, don't feel limited if you're like, well, I don't necessarily want a cartoony character. He's got layers. Very cool. Um, while we're talking about uh, Sam Owen, can you tell us about the the other members of the team? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so we have um, Dear Blood Kelly is uh, doing the colors. Um, she, uh, she is a uh, an Irish uh, colorist in Dublin. Um, a friend of mine that I made um, just through sort of you know work acquaintances, and I have I love their um, very almost dreamlike uh, kind of color style. And when we were when we were putting this Kickstarter together and sort of putting the whole team together, uh, Dirla was uh, like, you know, I, I don't uh, have a problem saying uh, she was top of my list of like, we got to get, uh, we got to try and get Dirla if we can. We did. Very cool. Um, we also have, uh, rounding it out, doing the letters is Ariana Mayer. Uh, I, might not be pronouncing uh, her last name correctly, uh, but she is an incredibly talented letterer who has done uh, just countless stuff. Uh, Outpost Zero from Skybound. Uh, she did James Bond from Dynamite. Uh, did some Catwoman, Excalibur. She's, you know, worked for Marvel and DC and sort of all over. And um, but she did the. Um, the lettering for I think if not both then one of the critical role uh, uh, comics that came out I think it might have been the first one um, but I know for sure it was probably the second one um, that is yeah. a very talented sounding team yes we have an incredible uh, incredible uh, team behind us I I'm very lucky to have met so many talented and wonderful people in the industry who are uh, willing to take a chance as this is, um, you know, my first um, non-anthology project. So you've already told us a bit about the origin, but yeah. how, and, and a bit about development, but is there anything else about kind of the development of this book that you'd like to tell us about or some interesting stories from when you were kind of working on the concept? Um, yeah, so... Uh, like I said about the art, initially, um, I didn't exactly know where we were going to go with this um, story. And it is a um, all-ages comic. Um, you know, I, I don't know how you would middle grade, YA, um, but it is, you know, for kids and adults alike, uh, anyone who likes just fun fantasy stuff. And that sort of decision came about when Sam came back with the art where I was like, oh, we could retool this and, you know, like make it an all ages story. And that would be really cool because um, it's very important uh, to get kids into comics. At least I think so, because they are the next generation. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if they don't start reading, then uh, we might have to stop making that would be a very sad day. It would I love be. my comics. Yeah. So um, the you know like DC has put out recently a bunch of their YA um, like original graphic novels and doing things like that is very uh, it 
kind of means a lot to me. So when Sam came back with the art, like that was when everything kind of meshed, and I was like, oh, now I know exactly what the story is. This is a uh, this is a all ages, however you want to classify it, uh, story for literally kids and adults alike. It's one of my favorite things about comics is when like the writer and artists influence each other in making a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the collaborative nature of comics is um, why it's probably one of my favorite and also most frustrating mediums. <laughs> um, so you've already talked about the uh, reward level uh, that's got two left at the time of recording, yeah. uh, where you can get the commission from Sam Owen. Uh, can you tell us about some of the other uh, pledge levels and what you get? Sure. Um so for, uh, and all of these prices are going to be in Canadian because, uh, well, Canadian. Um, so for $8, you get a digital copy of the book. And the, the initial idea was we will do single issues digitally. And if we can get all three for the first arc, um, you know, put out there, we will do a trade print release. Uh, because doing it digitally saved us about just shy of two grand. Uh, and uh, that was, you know, a sizable chunk of change. Um, <laughs> there's also, for $30, you can get uh, a Flynn Bundle, which is um, Life Finds a Way and a Cold Dark Universe, two anthologies that I have written stories in that are amazing, amazing anthologies from great companies. Uh, you get that along with the book. There is... Two D&D tiers for those who love to roll dice. Uh, a one-shot adventure that I will DM for you and up to four of your friends. And the other one uh, is um, a short adventure. So two to three sessions uh, for you and up to four of your friends. And those are uh, 100 and 200 respectively. Very cool. Yeah. And I know it might seem like a lot, but, you know, if you're a fan of D&D and you've got a couple friends who are dying to play, they might be willing to chip in some money so they can get a, I guess, semi-professional DM to, to let them roll some dice. That was that was my thinking on it. Yeah, they sound like good options. And, like, the the thing I always try and keep in mind when I'm looking at Kickstarters is that, like, you know, you're you're trying to raise funds, so something is going to be. Sometimes things are going to be a bit more expensive, and that's mm-hmm. you know, yeah. You back the project because you believe in it or you want to see it, and uh, sometimes that means chipping in a little bit more than you might otherwise. Yeah, that is uh, that is the. I mean, the unfortunate, I guess, thing. But you know, this is that way you make sure everyone gets paid a fair wage and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I think $100 for a one-shot with a professional DM or semi-professional DM, as you put it, is yeah. is on the cheaper side of professional DMs. I, I mean, I did crunch those numbers, and I mean, it is, but I was like, well, people don't, I don't necessarily have a lot of portfolio work for people to look from. They can go check us out at Everyone Dice, and if they're like, well, I like I like this person's style of DMing, you know, that way for sure. Um, but it's not like I've been in any high profile, uh, like tabletop games or anything like that. So um, 
I'm relatively unknown, so I kind of wanted to price it a little cheaper, I guess. Alrighty. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to tell us or our listeners about the the campaign? Um, let's see. I don't think so. Um, other than, um, yeah, we're, we're all ages. So if your family is just getting into D&D, this could be a fun little comic for the whole family to read. Um, we've got about 10 days as of this recording. Uh, left to go, and a fair chunk of change uh, left to raise. Um, I know there's going to be a big push in the last three days. Uh, that's just the Kickstarter, like that's their uh, credo, basically. There's a ton of people who follow and then back it at the last day. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can be you can be cool and back it beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah step up some of those rewards yeah yeah back casey's book exactly because like i like i said we only have two available of uh the uh commissions from uh from sam owen so snap those up and if you're dying to play some D, talk to your friends see if they're willing to chip in for a semi-professional dm to give you a good time rolling some dice yeah and you know hey we're, we're a show for dms primarily I know a lot of DMs out there always complain that they they want to be a player. If you're, this, yeah, this might be the best. Way, this might be a good way to do it, and you also get a cool book. Exactly, and you know, um, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that like one of the things I like about tabletops is that it lets you connect with cool people. So like, you never know what things are going to lead to. I literally met my partner through tabletop. So like. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, so thanks so much for coming on and telling us about the, the Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for uh, doing this little mini episode, uh, especially you, Jesse, because you just got your your rest after 12 days. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you for uh, busting out the headphones and uh, chatting with you. Hey, no problem. Yeah. And so if you want to find that, uh, search for Adventuring Without a Permit number one on Kickstarter. Yes. Uh, if you don't want to do all that work, you can um, check out my Twitter, the right KC, uh, and it is my pin tweet. So you can just click that and it'll take you right there. Awesome. And if you already follow my Twitter, I've retweeted it a bunch. Yes. Because <laughs> you're awesome. I do what I can. Yeah. Alrighty, we're going to get out of here. Awesome. Bye. Bye.